Welcome our travel expert, Sally Lucas. Lovely to see you as always, Sal. Nice to be here as usual too, Sarah. Now look, you were just mentioning when we were off air the fact that there are so many travellers now, which is a great thing, but Mm. some parts of the world are getting quite congested and uh, unable to cope with the volume of people travelling. They certainly are, and what a lot of countries are also doing is introducing additional taxes. Um, so to make it a little bit more expensive for you to go there and then that money then can go hook towards helping them with their infrastructure. Uh, to be able to cope with to the volume To be able to cope with, with the okay. volume, yeah. So, for example, um, Venice installed uh, crowd control um, even just recently. So day trip, as if you're just a day trip, I have to pay 10 euros a day from May 1. Just to be there Um, because they get 13 million tourists. You know, that's a lot of people. 13 million. Sorry, 30. 30 Annually. Uh, No, that could be over the summer period, you know. Oh, gosh. It's it's just ridiculous. So, you know, Paris, a lot of these places, they're expecting 100 million visitors by 2020 in France alone. And most of those go to the major cities. So what we're saying is here that a bit of responsible tourism doesn't go astray, like particularly if you're not a first-time traveller and you don't have to do all the real bucket list. So if you've seen the Eiffel Tower or the, the Louvre. Or, yeah, yeah, so do, do it something. And so even if you go off-peak, like don't go in this. And I, and I never do. I don't like going when it's crowded. So yeah. if you're going to Europe, in June, July, August, it's going to be absolutely cram-packed. Yep. And that's when all your cruise ships are there as well because in the off-peak, they go down to the Caribbean or somewhere else to the warmer it's climes. It's a bit warmer, yeah, exactly. So just think about that. And as I said, yeah, get out of town. You know, it's so lovely. You can see how people still live their lives once you move outside the big cities. Because I think what happens is by the time you get to the big cities and see some of the things that you want to tick off the bucket mm. list, you, then out of time and people aren't sort of making time to then go, hey, let's let's go see a bit of the countryside or help out yes. maybe a, a remote community that could use some of the yes. uh, funds that are coming in from tourists. Well, that's exactly right. And, and even things like being conscious of the rubbish you leave behind because they say it costs them so much money. This is why some of these taxes are being introduced to clean up mm. at the end of the season because tourists, some of us are responsible, but not everyone is. Mm. You know, ha- take a reusable water bottle, coffee cup, Whatever. Yep. You know, so if you're walking around, you can just grab a coffee and just take it with you. They don't take up that much You can room. get ones that fold up these days, collapsible by the ones, way. Yeah, yeah and yeah. all that sort of thing. As I said, you know, travel in small numbers, you know, is a much better way of, of doing it. You know, and when you go, eat locally in little local cafes and restaurants. So you're supporting the community. You know, buy things at the markets. Etc. Not just the big department stores and so on. So you you are you know immersing actually helping. Yourself in You're the immersing yourself in the community and their culture, which is much more enjoyable anyway. Oh, of course. And you know, so many people I know say they go shopping on holidays. It's the last thing I want to do. Oh, I know. I can barely be bothered going shopping here. Well, I'm the same. Uh, it's got to pull teeth to get me to Charlestown Square. Exactly. Likewise. <laughs> Likewise. And you know, but I love immersing myself, as I said, in in the history, the culture, the food. Sure, I'll pick up a little trinket here and there but I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going for the purpose of shopping That's I'm, right. I'm going to enjoy the destination and really you know give back as much as you can into their communities um and don't be obnoxious when you travel you know be nice be polite you're in a foreign country they don't have to speak english that's right they have their own language so be respectful yes. um, be respectful with your clothing 
you know, if you need to have covered shoulders in temples or headscarves or, you know, just look up the, the country that you're going to before you go. Do a bit of research. Check on their customs. And that is about research. I'll never forget when we were in, I think it was Fiji, and they weren't bartering. There was no yes. bartering. And yes. there was um, just a couple of tourists that were trying to barter. And you just felt so embarrassed being another tourist on that boat because you thought, oh, my gosh, they're clearly uncomfortable. Yes. It's, it says everywhere, And just trying Don't. to get them down, down, down. I mean, that that happens in lots of countries, unfortunately. If you think you've got it at a fair price, you know, I, I don't see the need to barter. Unless you think it's excessive and they're over the well, top that's with right, the prices. that's right, but especially things that say, look, this is a set price, you don't barter, this is what it costs to do this. Yes. You either do it or you don't. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Yeah. But as I said, responsible tourism, I think it's, it's the way we've got to go because, as I said, the amount of ships, the amount of people that are travelling... And there's so many countries, which we'll talk about in a minute, where you can still get to see some hidden gems and some beautiful ancient landscapes that people just haven't put on their bucket list or haven't looked at a map of the world and thought, wow, look so all these other countries I can go. I've got some ideas of where you might be able to go and avoid the crowds and discover some of these other hidden gems. So you're going to suggest a few today that uh, actually want tourists and yes. need tourists to stay afloat. They, they, they will welcome you with open arms because they're only emerging. And when you go into a country that's emerging as a tourist destination, not only are you going to be very welcome and be you know, accepted with great friendship, you're also going to do it on the cheap. Which because, is a good thing. Right? <laughs> so you'll find it'll be half the cost of going into, say, somewhere like um, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, all these stands that are emerging from their, their days of being involved with Russia and now they're independent. And their history goes back so far that you're really immersing yourself in quite ancient lands. And that's what I was going to say, Sal. It doesn't mean it's not as good as other destinations. No. It's just not in the forefront of people's minds, I guess, sometimes. And sometimes they're a bit trickier to get to. Mm. So, you know, they're not on the direct route airline route yet so you've got to go via somewhere to get there you yep. know what I mean so sure it might be going to cost you a little bit extra to get yourself there but you're going to immerse yourself in such an interesting culture in any of these areas and it's going to be cheap while you are there yeah you'll probably save out See, in the look, end anyway even Nepal after that devastating you know 7.8 magnitude earthquake they had in 2015 you know 5,000 people died and there's still lots of infrastructure there and look there's some people from Australia doing wonderful things going and helping them the Australian Himalayan Foundation and so on rebuilding schools and doing that so you can do some responsible tourism as well and do some voluntourism yeah, as we great. call it you can do that. So Nepal would love you there. Jordan, like I remember talking to some friends, not friends, sorry, um, people we met on our Antarctic cruise, an older English couple, and they say they go to Jordan every year for a holiday because it's so safe. Yeah, right. And they hire a car and drive around. But because it's a Middle Eastern sort of country and, and its borders do border with, like, Syria and Iraq, Palestine, you know, yeah, some of these other countries. countries that are, but but they are unrest. actually very politically stable and they don't have an issue so you can certainly go to Jordan and of course you've got the famous Petra that everyone wants to see Mm. that's carved out of the pink rock which is just absolutely magnificent so that's another place you can go to that they will love you Egypt because again after the unrest they've had so So is that relatively safe to go to now Egypt is it considered well I mean you've always got to check DFAT I mean I won't put my name on that because it's not right for me to do so but certainly the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade you've got that site to look at they will always err on the side of caution they have to yes um but you'll find your your tour wholesalers or you talk to your travel agent and about when you're going to go and actually a tour wholesaler is not going to take you in there 
and put their whole group at risk. That's that's right, and it's like anywhere. There's probably parts that are safer than other parts, and it's about yes, knowing. Yes, and so they'll, they'll avoid those places. And the thing, go there. You've got to go there when it's cool. You don't go there in the peak season. So you, <laughs> you've got to go sweat. between like November, like all those Middle Eastern countries. It's really between about November and March. Okay, that's are your best the peak times time. to go there and avoid Europe in July, August, as I said. But like other countries, you can go to as well. Like we've talked about this before, but the barge cruise. Like, you think about it, you've got 8 to 12 people, right? That's, that's, that's nice. a wonderful small yeah, group touring. Yeah, you're getting off, you're walking, you're cycling. You go into the little markets on each of the little villages as you go. The chef on board gets all his sustainable food from the local people, so you're supporting, again, your local farmers, cheesemakers, vineyards. You know, so think of a barge That's cruise. a great way to do it. And you're not having to plan it all yourself, obviously. The meals are prepared for you and the yeah, food's sourced done. locally. So it's quite relaxing it's, in that respect. It's beautiful. And, of course, then you are taken. They have a, a mini bus that follows the barge. Okay. So they take you off and you do little excursions into beautiful chateaus and wineries. and nice. Or, as I said, you can ride a bike between locks or you can walk between locks okay um whatever you like so, so you can get on the the barge or you can get off yeah, and, yep, and yeah do yeah. the exercise yeah a lot <laughs> of people did that yeah we i just walked but some people rode bikes guys i had a dicky knee unfortunately when i was on uh, my barge trip it actually blew up the day oh, after no. i i arrived in paris but i, I could hardly you... walk for nearly three weeks oh so you were getting on i thought you were going to say you had a couple of wines no no it wasn't oh, a couple a of wines but i eventually had to have a little op when i came home but you know it was yeah that I well thank god you had the option i couldn't ride a bike though that would have damaged it even even further but but yeah so jordan you know even parts of morocco you know that are lovely because you've got wonderful mountains there puglia in greece like not I mean greece in italy not just sort of rome florence whatever like immerse yourself in some of the other little areas right down the toe there's some beautiful um places in the heel and the toe of, of italy that are just different you know yeah, so you, you can yeah. find places in any of these countries where just get away from the cities for a change. And I've actually got clients that are going away for, gosh, it's a long holiday they're doing from June to September. Wow. And, but they don't want to do cities. Oh, that's great. So all they're doing is, you know, they're still going into Croatia. They're going into all the national parks. They're doing some walking and some hiking, you know. So they're, they're going to Bosnia-Herzegovina, they're, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there's so many little destinations now with those wonderful national parks, beautiful scenery, sightseeing, that you don't have to just do the major cities. So think outside the square, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, and you'll come back with probably a, a, the most amazing experience, uh, better than you would have thought. And now it's time to look at hot deals in the marketplace. So you're going to see whether you could find a little one for us that might tempt us, doing something a little different. Well, this is a last-minute one, but if you've always hankered to do the inside passage up from you know, Vancouver through to Alaska, nice. Lindblad Expeditions, in conjunction with National Geographic, do small ship cruising, which means that they're a specially designed ship and they can nose right up to like waterfalls and rice. So, and they only take 100 people. So, okay. again, sustainable, yeah. better way of doing it and they've on some select departures in 2019 they've got some free flights so you just need to ring and check with your okay, agent sounds okay like a good deal though. and you can do that and of course once you get into these areas there are uninhabited remote inlets and bays and of course you get to see whales dolphins bears 
etc. Amazing. So that is a good one if you can get away in May. And the smaller the group as well, you get to form those uh, friendships you a do. lot easier, I think, you which is nice. It is nice. And we're still keeping in touch with people like from our barge crews and lovely, Antarctic isn't it? and all that. And that makes it. It's all those, those friendships years later. that make the holiday. Yeah, yeah. Mauritius, now that's an idyllic little place that people don't think to go to. They no. don't think to go west. They'll go east to Hawaii or to our Pacific Islands or so on yes. or Tahiti but you know Mauritius is a beautiful island because you've got the French Creole type mm, mixture there and so it's such a beautiful island and we were talking today about turquoise because they promote themselves as having their beautiful white sandy beaches and their turquoise waters yes so I didn't realize till checking but the origin of the word turquoise actually is a French name but was named obviously by a French person for the color of the waters of Turkey, because they are such a beautiful it makes blue, sense, doesn't it? When you put so, the French with, and I guess actually we Turkey. should be saying turquoise if we wanted to be turquoise. French. But anyway, you're wearing some nice turquoise today, are you? Saying? <laughs> well, it's blue anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an eight-day, six-night package, ex Australia with Air Mauritius, under two and a half thousand dollars. It's at a four-star property called the Mauritius Beach Coma on the beautiful turquoise Indian Ocean, <laughs> um, and you're getting with this. Um, all meals. That's good. All that meals good. and a free bottle of sparkling wine for honeymooners as well. Oh, well, we could all be honeymooners again. We, we might can be renewing be. vows. So, your air, your transfers, <laughs> your six nights accommodation and all meals for under $2,500. Wonderful. On some select departures until sold out. Um, Travel Marvel have got a fly free on sale at the moment for 2020 to a lot of their different destinations. I did mention last week South America, but they also brought one out now. China, Japan and South Korea is on the sale now. And they've also got, as we were talking earlier about Egypt, they've got a Treasures of Egypt and the Nile. Just a little eight-day package for someone that just wants that little getaway. Yeah, perfect. Where you can save up to $1,800 per couple on an early payment discount Fantastic. for next year. So keep that. And they've also got one going to, again, a little bit different, India, Nepal and Bhutan. So that's a nice one. And they've got another one, a grand tour of India and Nepal. And all these have got savings up to $1,000 per couple as well. It's a good saving, isn't it? It's a couple fantastic. couple of grand, that's huge. It's fantastic. And don't forget our own top end. AAT Kings have got a lovely tour doing the top end in the dry season. Um, they've got limited spaces on definite depart fixed, like they're not going to cancel definite departure dates, uh, 21 July and 8 September this year, if you're wanting to get up to the top end. And, of course, as I've said before, it is the most beautiful part or one of the most beautiful parts of our country. So you see lots of, you know, teeming with wildlife, um, unbelievable wildlife, especially in Kakadu. And, of course, you get to see and meet the Aboriginal owners of the lands as well on, on one of their tours. So they've got a six-day guided holiday for there at the moment, and that's um, under also $2,500. Now, this is a nice one too, Peru and Colombia. And a lot of people don't go up to Colombia either, to Cartagena. And it's got, again, such a very ancient, interesting history. A lot of them go to Peru and Machu Picchu and Cusco and so on. But, you know, think of going outside again. And there's alternate tracks you can do. You know, you don't have to do the Inca Trail. You can do an, an alternate one called the Sol Cantone Track. Okay. So there's other areas, again, where we can, you know, still see the country, but, yeah. but do it differently to reduce that imprint that we're leaving, you know, just to make it 
nicer and more pleasant, yeah, both for yourself idea. and for the locals yeah, as absolutely. well. But this is a 15-day ex-Australia with departures from April, May, October and November this year. And it's a 15-day tour, which is just really fantastic. It's Lake Titicaca, of course, the Sacred Valley, as we've said, and they take you to this famous underground salt cathedral. Wow. So that would be quite amazing. Now, it's a 15-day and it's under $6,500 as well. And there's also, I'm going to Patagonia, Chile and Chile and Argentina, which has got some great departures this year, um, going right into 2020, from September right into 2020. And it's under $8,500. But you're cruising Patagonia, which is fantastic. And you do the um, Punta Arena area, the Torres del Pine National Park. And, of course, you see the Tierra del Fuego National Park and that famous Perito Marino Glacier, which is just spectacular. So there's lots out there at the moment and lots of early bird discounts for next year and even some reductions for if you want to travel, you know, short, in, a, in a couple of months' time where they're offering you reduced or fly-free. So there's lots out there to take advantage of. Really good deals. And I believe next week, you, well, you're off on Sunday on your own adventure, oh, Sally Lucas. Tassie. Oh, beautiful. Tassie, here I come. And you're going with the girls but meeting up with the boys. boys. Yeah, they're already down there doing the big six-day Cradle Mountain trek to Lake St. Clair, experiencing snow and rain oh, wow. and <laughs> uh, down to zero. You I can think have it. We girls are looking forward to the uh, nice, cosy accommodation <laughs> and the markets and the nice wineries and food. and So, yeah, but well, the I'll have a nice chat about Tassie when I come back and fill you in on what's happening down there. Looking forward to that. And, of course, next week we will have Barry you from will. Talking Travel and Jane Klein will be back also.